Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is your truly TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I want to say thank you for checking out the audio version of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for your time. I also want to give a special shout out before I get started to all those that checked out the YouTube video that I put up immediately following the Saints heartbreaking loss to the Minnesota Vikings. I think I broke a record for a video that I've done. (laughs) I don't think I ever did a three hour live video ever. So all those that that checked out the video that that watched it in its entirety. Thank you very much. I, I really do appreciate that. Thank you for your time. Who that nation? I'm still not over this loss, man. I'm still not over this loss. I I don't think that I can get over this loss. It's going to. It's going to have to take me to the end of the season when everything is all said and done for me to get over this because. Man, the Saints were just so good, man. It just it I, I just can't get it through my mind that this team. It's out of the playoffs, man. It is just, just mind-boggling. I mean, they were just so good. 13-3, and three, number three seed. I mean, it's just the way the NFC stacked up this season. You know, just an unfortunate circumstance that the, the Green Bay Packers had a better uh, NFC record than the New Orleans Saints, so that caused them to have to play on wild card weekend. And they lose to the Minnesota Vikings at home. And the crazy thing about it is, in my honest of, of opinions, if these teams played three times, the Saints would win two out of those three times. Because I just feel like they were the better football team. Not that day, but they were the better football team. And man, I just get so upset at, at some of the players that we have relied on throughout the years to step up and make plays that, that disappointed us in this game. And, you know, you can't look no further than Drew Brees. Like, Drew Brees really played his worst football, I will not say ever, but it's up there. It's up there with one of the worst performances he ever had as a Saint. I think the last time I seen Drew Brees play like this, it was on a Thursday night against the Atlanta Falcons, and he threw the ball. He turned over the ball five times in that game. And I'm not saying that, you know, it was a five-time turnover performance, but it felt that way because the way that he was turning over the ball was in, 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 in crucial situations, and he never looked sharp in his game. Like, I went back and I checked out the game, and he just never looked sharp. Like, even some of the passes that he was throwing to receivers, it, it, it just seems like during, during the season, Drew Brees was actually connecting with these guys, like, with pinpoint accuracy. It's like he was throwing the ball behind guys when they had opportunity after the turnover that Adam Thielen fumbled and Von Bell picked up. He had an opportunity to throw a touchdown to Jared Cook, and Jared Cook had to reach behind him to catch the ball, and he couldn't, you know, catch the ball and recover and try to, you know, put it in the end zone. If Drew Brees would have put the ball in front of him, then the score would have been 7 nothing versus 3 to nothing, And, man, that's a big difference. And you look at Sean Payton. I just don't understand, like, why this guy just refused to run the football. I just don't understand it. Like, it's like he just refuses to run the football. And you have guys that can actually run the football, and he doesn't do it. You know, you got Latavius Murray sitting on the sidelines when he was, 
you know, trying to uh, get positive yards. I mean, he was he was gaining yards when he was in a game, and he was a he was making an impact when he was in a game. But it's just like Sean Payton just makes up in his mind, man. We ain't gonna be able to run a football today. We're gonna have to win this game by throwing a football everywhere. Teams understand that the Saints want to throw the football all over the place. And they know that Sean Payton does not commit to the run. So they feel like, okay, if we, you know, shut this down real quick, he's going to get impatient and he's going to throw the football all over the place and it's going to play right into our hands. And I feel like the Saints, the way that they play offensively, I feel like they're limited due to Drew Brees' you know, inability to get the ball downfield. He doesn't have the arm he once did. Uh, you know, some of the passes that he threw, he throws and throughout the season, I mean, if it goes, if the receiver is going 30 yards, then <laughs> Drew Brees ain't going to be able to connect with him. I mean, he was missing Ted again throughout the season by like 10, 15 yards. I just feel like the game plan was just, was horrible. I feel like the play calling was horrible. And, and Sean Payton was just outcoached by Mike Zimmer. I mean, the Minnesota Vikings hit the Saints in the mouth, and it was just, it was just hard to watch, man. It was just hard to watch, and and it just, it it was just embarrassing and a pathetic display. You know, I just can't believe that they actually lost that game like that. I mean, I just feel like everything was in their favor for them to win that football game. I just feel like the Saints just felt like they weren't supposed to be there, and they played as if they weren't supposed to be there. And now we're looking into the offseason. And, and, and it's frustrating because I'm like, wow, man. Like, just like that, the season is over. You have Super Bowl aspirations, and now you have to basically go in rebuild mode. Because trust and believe, who that nation, the Saints are in rebuild mode. And I feel like it's going to take some time for them to get back to where they were. I don't feel like they're going to have a 13-3 record next season. I know it's not the most popular thing to say. But I just feel like some of the core pieces are going to be gone to this team because they won't be able to pay everybody. And they have a tough decision to make. I mean, you got three quarterbacks that are free agents. And, and I, I hate to say it like this, and I, I've been you know taking a lot of backlash because of my, my comments about Drew Brees, but I don't think I would bring Drew Brees back. I think it's time to move on from Drew Brees. And I know people are traditionalists in southeastern Louisiana and people that are fans of the Saints. Like, we like our traditions. We like, uh, you know, things staying the same. We don't like change. We don't like to conform to change. Not all of us, but some. And I feel like that is the issue. Because you got people going at my, me and, and other people that are trying to, you know, give a constructive criticism about the play of Drew Brees. And Drew Brees has played like garbage. He played like garbage out there. And in the postseason, he's, he plays like garbage. I mean, call it for what it is. Drew Brees is 8-8 eight and eight in, in the postseason. Uh, he has a 50% winning percentage, okay? He's 50%. And it's the second worst out of quarterbacks that had 15 starts in the playoffs. So that tells you right there, man, like he, he shrinks in those bigger moments. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you don't want to admit that, but it's true. I mean, he has 10 turnovers in the postseason. And I feel like that gives the media validation to say that he's not a top 10 quarterback or he doesn't deserve to be on a, 
the the 100 team. When you losing to people like Case Keenum and, and you losing to people like Kirk Cousins and you losing to people like Jared Goff, but you're a certified Hall of Famer. And I know what people are going to say. Well, the defense was on the field. Well, you have to look at the head coach, Sean Payton, because Sean Payton should get a better defensive coordinator. He should get somebody that that can really manage the defense and allow them to make those stops. So you can say that Drew Brees wasn't at fault, but at the same time, I mean, Drew Brees was turning over the football. Like, I think about that divisional round of the playoffs in 2017 when they lost to Minnesota. Drew Brees had two interceptions in that game, and the Saints were behind in that game because Drew Brees was turning the ball over. And yeah, Drew Brees got him back in the game, but, I mean, he was the reason why they were behind because of the turnovers that he was making. So I just feel like, man, a tough decision has to get made. Like, I don't want anybody to think that I don't like Drew Brees. Like, I have a lot of respect for Drew Brees. I understand what Drew Brees has done for the city of New Orleans, the state of Louisiana, and all the Gulf Coast. I understand how he changed the culture of the Saints organization. Trust and believe I do. I've been a Saints fan for a long time. But I just have to be real. It's time to move on. I mean, we had some good times with Drew Brees. Drew Brees has set the culture. He set the tone. And now it's time for somebody else to come in. Because in my opinion, I just feel like the statue quarterback is dying out. And Drew Brees is a statue quarterback. And you have people, once again, going at me. Well, look at the offensive line. They weren't blocking for him. You look at somebody like Russell Wilson. This man never really had an offensive line. Never. But his ability to scramble around and improvise on plays and throw the ball downfield and connect with people like Tyler Lockett and now DK Metcalf. You know, like you need quarterbacks like this. This is the new breed of quarterback, folks. Facts. This is the new breed of quarterback. Guys that can improvise. Guys that have to make plays every now and then. You can still be a pocket passer, but you got to be able to scramble sometimes when the pocket is collapsing, man. Standing there in the pocket, kind of go through your progressions. You know, like every every now and then, your offensive line won't be able to protect you, and you're going to have to make a play. I, I don't feel like it's a coincidence that two of the, the, the most revered statue quarterbacks of the, of the last 15, 20 years are out of the playoffs because, you know, of how they play. You look at Lamar Jackson. You look at Patrick Mahomes. You look at Deshaun Watson. You look at guys like that. This is the new breed of quarterback, folks. Like, you can even go to college, the guy that's going to be the number one overall pick, Joe Burrow. Even he's scrambling out of pocket when it collapsed. He can throw the ball downfield. But when a pocket collapse, he goes out there and he makes plays. You look at the guy that's probably going to be the number one overall pick from Clemson in the 2021 draft in Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he can throw the ball downfield, but he also can scramble in the pocket. I just think that the Saints, if they had Teddy Bridgewater in this game or they had Taysom Hill as their quarterback, I think that this game wouldn't even been close because defense is going to have to respect the fact that these guys can actually move in a pocket. They can they can fight for extra yards. If the pocket collapsed, they'll run and try to get the first down. And I feel like the Saints can could, could have really capitalized on that because now you have to 
look at that. You have to look at the running game. You got to look at the fact that if, you know, the pocket breaking down, them improvising on plays, you know, the wide receivers can break off their routes and try to get open to make a play. And, you know, the way the Saints offense is now is about timing. So they know that Drew Brees isn't going to try to extend the play and guys can break off their routes. That, that doesn't happen often. You know, Drew Brees is about timing. You know, soon as Michael Thomas hit that cut, you know, after 10 yards, he throwing a football to him. You know, the same thing with Jared Cook and Traquan Smith. And I feel like some of these young guys are, are suffering because of that. So I think the Saints do need to move on. I mean, you have three free agent quarterbacks and you have to make a tough decision on who you're going to bring back. And in my opinion, I just think that they need to move on to Teddy Bridgewater because I feel like that's what they wanted to do in the first place. I feel like Drew Brees, if the Saints would have ended up going to the Super Bowl last season, he would have retired. I feel like the, the NFC Championship game and how they lost left a bad taste in him out. And he decided to come back and the Saints you know, called up Teddy Bridgewater and said, you know, we, how would you feel about being a backup? We want you to be the backup and groom you to be the successor to Drew Brees. And this was supposed to be Drew Brees' last season because they thought they could possibly make a Super Bowl run. And now they got bounced out of a wild card round of playoffs, and I feel like Drew Brees probably is not going to want to leave like that and have the, the last, uh, you know, last impression of him having one of the worst games he's had as a New Orleans Saint. But now what do you do? Like, do you tell your franchise quarterback, you know, it's time to move on? I mean, I know it's a tough decision. I, I mean, <laughs> these guys have a relationship. I mean, these guys' success uh, uh, can join. I mean, ever since 2006, these guys have been together. And now you would have to make a tough decision of a guy that that is probably like, you know, your best friend or – you know, like your brother or something like that, you got to let him go. But it's time. Like it's time for for the Saints to go and try to get a younger quarterback. And I feel like that young quarterback is Teddy Bridgewater. So I know what some of you are probably saying. I already know. What you going to do with Taysom Hill? I mean, he played his heart out yesterday. Absolutely, man. Taysom Hill balled out. Like it, it took me, it took me a while to figure out like, when the last time I seen a performance like that? Honestly, if the Saints would have won this game, I would have felt like that was kind of similar to the Vince Young National Championship game against USC when he put the team on his back. Like, that's the last time I seen a performance like that because Taysom Hill put the team on his back and, and he really uh, rose to the occasion. So I know some of people saying, man, what about Taysom Hill? I'll take Taysom Hill over Teddy Bridgewater. <sighs> That's a tough decision, but I will have to go with Teddy Bridgewater, man. I, I feel like Taysom Hill, is he's a restricted free agent, means he can go out here and negotiate a contract with another team. And I feel like another team is going to pick up Taysom Hill because they saw what he did in the wild card round of the playoffs. They've seen how dynamic he is. And Lamar Jackson has shown us that you can win with a quarterback that's dual threat like that. And I feel like the NFL is a copycat league and teams feel like they can get a guy like Taysom Hill and make him like a Lamar Jackson. I mean, Taysom Hill has improved in the passing game. He, his arm has gotten better. His accuracy has gotten better. And, and you combine that with his 4-3 speed 
and his and his will to never give up on a play. Somebody is going to like that, like a, a team that's probably struggling. A owner is probably going to see that as a as a guy that can come in and and put some behinds in the seats and actually set the tone in the organization. So I don't think it's going to be easy for the Saints to keep Taysom Hill. And I think that they really like Teddy Bridgewater. And I don't think they will want to admit it, but they probably feel like the upside and who has the better upside, I should say, belongs to Teddy Bridgewater. So I feel like Taysom Hill is going to be a casualty of war. So what are you going to do as a backup? Well, you look in the NFL draft. You look in the NFL draft because you, you want to get a young quarterback because maybe there's somebody, you know, that's out there that you can bring in and groom just in case Teddy Bridgewater don't work out. You sign Teddy Bridgewater to maybe like a two or three year contract, $20 million a year. You give him like a, a two year, $40 million, a three year, $60 million contract. And you give him like them three years. And if it don't work out in those three years, that quarterback that you have grooming could possibly be his successor. And you can move on from him. And the question is like, who's out there? I look at a quarterback named Jake Fromm out of Georgia. And people in the that Nation are upset because I said this, <laughs> which I understand. Like, you know, Jake Fromm isn't a guy that you just, you know, seen light it up all the time. But he does have a good arm. I just feel like the system that he's in and the coach that he have is a defensive-minded coach, Kirby Smart. I feel like he's more committed to the defense. And I feel like Jake Fromm's offensive ability is suffering because of it. When a quarterback has a, a defensive-minded coach, if you don't have a strong offensive coordinator, you you can't – I don't feel like you can uh, live up to the best of your ability. And I feel like Jake Fromm, if he gets in the right system, I think that he can do some great things. And if you feel like you're confident that Teddy Bridgewater can take you to the promised land, then you can get somebody that's dynamic and explosive that plays at the quarterback position that you can probably put in the – RPO situation a guy like you know like Jalen Hurts I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to be a first round draft pick I, I just don't I think that he's an elusive guy I think that he's a tough guy I feel like he has a decent arm I feel like if you put him in the right situation he can get better as a quarterback so you get Teddy Bridgewater as your starter and you put Jalen Hurts there as well and you you Jalen Hurts in, in different ways you can make him your Taysom Hill I mean, if you want to go that route, but if you like Taysom Hill and you feel like what you saw is an improvement of what you've seen in a, in the first two years that he's been with the New Orleans Saints, then you go with him. But I really just feel like the New Orleans Saints feel like Teddy Bridgewater would be the better fit. And I just feel like Teddy Bridgewater uh, was promised something by the New Orleans Saints organization. I don't feel like he would, would have gave, given up an opportunity to be a starter in his hometown you know, or close to his hometown uh, uh, in Miami, you know, being a Miami Dolphins starting quarterback, if the New Orleans Saints organization didn't promise him something or tell him something. That's just me. Um, But I feel like the New Orleans Saints uh, really just need to move on from Drew Brees. And like I said, once again, it's not the most popular thing to say. And quite frankly, you know, for people that's getting upset and, and questioning my fandom, you know, I can care less. Because if you look at my videos, you will see that, you know, I, I am a person that looks at things objectively. You know, you got people that's going at my neck, man, you ain't no real fan. 
you ain't no real fan. You fell weather. You know, those are people that I know don't listen to nothing that I do. You know, they, they just want to criticize what I say. You know, and, and like I said, I just feel like that's just absolutely ridiculous. Like, only the people, and, and shouts out to you all, the ones that, that hold me down, that, you know, understand that, you know, I'm not fair weather, and people that know that, you know, I try to be as, as objective as I possibly can. I appreciate y'all. You know, and and for those that don't, you know, I feel sorry for you. You know, I, I really do. I feel sorry for you because you're missing out on some content because <laughs> I really try my best to try to give you the best, you know, and most objective analysis as possible about the New Orleans Saints. So I apologize to you if you're missing out on this great content. <laughs> but I just think that the Saints, uh, you know, offseason, they have a lot of decisions they need to make. Uh, they need to make a decision on who's going to be the next linebackers coach because Mike Nolan uh, has left the New Orleans Saints to be the new defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. And that's, and this one right here hurts. Mike Nolan is a really good football coach, and and the linebacker group has improved since he has been the linebackers coach. I mean – you look at his track record as a linebackers coach and a defensive coordinator and a head coach, pros, and even you look at Demario Davis, man. Demario Davis was a little bit of a journeyman, you know, linebacker. He, he came in, played for the Browns, played for the Jets. The, the Saints picked him up, and, and now this guy's a first-team All-Pro, and I feel like you have to uh, contribute that to Mike Nolan. And, but that's what happens, you know, when teams are successful. And quite honest, I don't think that this is going to be the last coach that leaves. I mean, Aaron Glenn last season. I mean, he almost left to go to the New England Patriots. I heard Dan Campbell name come up as a possible head coach for somebody. And, I, I mean, I heard Dennis Allen could possibly have a head coach opportunity. So, this can be a complete revamp of the defense. And I know what some people are saying, like, thank you, but Man, honestly, man, Mike Nolan is is one of the the biggest loss that the Saints uh, pro- possibly could have because man, the linebackers for the Saints before he came there were were a mess. I mean, these guys couldn't tackle, these guys couldn't cover, none of that stuff. And then when he came in, I mean, they just played so much better. I mean, I think that he. Like I said, he just changed the he just changed the culture in the linebacker room. He just changed the culture of the way linebackers play for the New Orleans Saints. So he is going to be missed, man. But I mean, it's a better opportunity. I'm not mad at him. You know, you get an opportunity to be a defensive coordinator and go out there and spread your wings. And there's a lot of great young talent on the Dallas Cowboy team. I know we don't like the Dallas Cowboys and the Who That Nation. I definitely don't. You know, but at the end of the day, you got to call a spade a spade. You look at somebody like Jalen Smith, Lathan Vander Esch. I mean, guys like that, those are young linebackers that could be really good. And both of them can be first-team All-Pros. I mean, he has young talent that he can mold and shape into being some incredible linebackers or get a defense that can be absolutely stellar. So congratulations to Mike Nolan. I'm happy for him. Um, I don't know what the Saints are going to do. Uh, hopefully they get somebody that can match the intensity Mike Nolan had for his linebackers, and they won't miss a step. But I do think that that's, a, uh, that's something that the Saints need to look at, getting a guy that can match that intensity, and, and maybe even looking at somebody that can 
coach the secondary because I like what Aaron Glenn done as far as giving the secondary guys confidence and, you know, having them out there talking noise during training camp and all that kind of stuff and having swag. That's cool. But, I mean, giving up on big play, giving up big plays at crucial moments of the game, like, I'm over that. Like, I'm over that, man. There's only so many times that I can actually watch that without losing my lunch and my dinner. So, I don't know, man. You know, Aaron Glenn looking real suspect right now. Like, I, he has some positive things going, but when you're watching the defensive secondary get roasted and toasted at crucial times of the game, you just look and be like, man, why? When you're looking at guys in the secondary not turning their head around when they can possibly have interceptions, when you got guys looking up at the lights because they're out of position, I mean, you got to look at the secondary's coach. And maybe they need to go in a different direction with that because, you know, you get somebody that can come in there and really try to change that and maybe uh, help these guys generate some turnovers because you can teach them how to turn their head around. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just being honest. But this has been the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you very much for checking out the podcast. I appreciate it. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search State of the Saints podcast. Also, you can go on Twitter and follow at SOTS Podcast 8. You can follow your truly on Instagram at TJ Jones underscore and go to Facebook.com, search State of the Saints podcast. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that? <laughs>